going? I'm Coco. And this is Mike. And this is Rock and Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine, music, and food, and how they all go so well together. There's been a theme here. There has been a theme. Uh, find past episodes. Well, find new episodes every Tuesday. Also, find past episodes all over the web. You can find them at Apple Podcasts, at Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, all over the place at rockandvino.com, at social media, at rockandvino, uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the good places that you would find social media things. Uh, like and subscribe, and uh, if you like, if you like what you hear, even rate it, and uh, more people will find it, and then we'll be really happy. R o c k n v i n o dot com. <laughs> and we are uh, jumping off on a little theme here, like I said, of uh, of wine, uh, wine, music, and food. As uh, as we head out to Long Meadow Ranch on this week's episode, uh, Jeff Mizell is joining us from Long Meadow. Or not, not physically right now at Long Meadow Ranch, but <laughs> uh, he's a VP for of brand development out at uh, Long Meadow Ranch. And uh, Jeff, thanks for taking the time. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be here. Absolutely. Now, for people who don't know uh, about Long Long Meadow, uh, where is it? What's it all about? What uh, what's going on out there? Sure. Thanks. So, Long Meadow Ranch is our winery name, and our destination in Napa Valley is known as Farmstead at Long Meadow Ranch. And a lot, of, a lot of people know Farmstead for the restaurant. And in addition to that, we have a general store, a cafe, wine tastings, and a great event space. We have a farmer's market as well. And uh, from that destination, people can go up to visit the winery up in the Mayacamas Mountains, um, or they could spend all day hanging out at Farmstead uh, seven days a week, You know, starting as early as 7 a.m. and at the cafe, and going all the way through to fun events on weekends. and. And that's where we're at. And we're, um, we've been farming organically since we started in the early 90s. And we keep growing in real um, thoughtful, organic ways. And it's been a, a pleasure to be there and watching this company grow. Wow. Now, for the, you mentioned the farm stand. Are, those, uh, are the products there coming from your farming specifically? Do you have vendors out there? Or um, who's, uh, what do sure. people get? Sure. So the, uh, the, we have our own farmer's market at Farmstead, at our destination, uh, November to April, when we don't have the seasonal markets that we go to in St. Helena and in Napa. So in the summertime, from the spring all the way till October, we go to the St. Helena markets and the Napa markets, where we have our own stand. Uh, but otherwise, it's all of, our, all of our products. We have grass-fed beef and lamb that we raise out in West Marin. So we sell those at the farmer's market and also serve them in the restaurant. And... Um, it's a really cool thing to have a restaurant and a market where we can share with our guests from our community at home and also those that are traveling so many of our own products, our wine from our own grapes, our olive oil from our olive grove, the produce, the, the egg laying chickens, the, the beef and lamb. It's really cool. And you guys, I mean, have all the bases covered really with, I mean, everything you'd really want to experience to have a, a, an amazing experience. You got food, wine, all these music, um, all these amazing things. And um, uh, tell us a little bit about like your wine club membership because they kind of get a little perks with all those, don't they? Totally. It's actually pretty cool, especially for people that live in the Bay Area, not just all of the country. So our wine club is designed in three levels, and that's really based on a, a price point that people are comfortable with. Uh, but the basics are for all members, um, they get to visit our winery uh, with guests 
every year um, as, as our guests. They, if they come by Farmsteads at the restaurant, they can show up early and go to the general store and have a complimentary wine tasting for up to four people. So you can come with your friends and have a, a tasting and enjoy the setting, walk around with your wine, relax before going to the restaurant. And our live music series, we have one left this season. Uh, well, that's an outlier, which I'll talk about in a second. Typically, the live uh, the live music is complimentary for club members. Uh, however, the last one is a benefit uh, concert, so that is actually not complimentary because all the proceeds go to our foundation, the Timothy Hall Foundation. Um, and I'll talk a little more about that when we talk about uh, some other events going on. But what's what's great about the club is that all those things are geared towards being a part of our community at Farmstead. So rather than having a club pickup party like a lot of wineries do, which are awesome, because we have this restaurant and these events, we invite our members to come to lots of these different things mm. throughout the year and to really experience Long Meadow Ranch as a family member. That's amazing. Now, the, yeah, uh, the winery itself is, looks to be family-owned, the, the Hall family. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, the owners. Sure. Yeah, so Ted and Laddie Hall and their son Chris launched uh, Long Meadow Ranch in 1989 when they bought the property up in the Mayacamas Mountains. The history of the property goes back to the 1870s wow. with a thriving, biodiverse ranch with cattle and grapes and orchards for fruit. And it was really phenomenal to study the property and research it when they bought it. And they loved digging into that history. But when they purchased the property, it was pretty much abandoned. And you think about what happened in with Prohibition and the Great Depression from 1872 until that time, it was this thriving ranch and then it went pretty much dormant. And so Ted and Laddie and Chris recreated this property with the goal of having diversity. And so in a 600 acre property up in the mountains, only 16 are planted to grapes. So think about that, just 16 acres planted to grapes. There's 11 acres devoted to an olive grove one of which dates back to the 1870s, the oldest certified grove in Napa Valley. Wow. Really cool. We make amazing, and because of that, we're like, oh wait, let's make great olive oil. Let's not just have an orchard, let's actually build a frontoyo into the winery structure. So when you visit the winery, you get to see the winery on one side and the old, the, the Italian stone mill on the other side, um, which is really incredible. We have caves built in. And so we, you know, Ted, Laddie, and Chris set out to build this and then built a company around this idea that it doesn't have to be a monoculture of graves only here in this area. And it was important to have biodiversity, not just for the way they live, but the quality for the long term, for the long term for the land, for the people that work on the land, and for the people that are enjoying the fruits of our labor. And so with time, from 89, with the first vintage of, vintage of wine being 1993, from that time till now, we've seen so much growth. So what started out as a home became a farm stand selling some fruits and vegetables that they grew, then grew into wine production at a much larger scale, still family owned, of course. Uh, Kathy Corson was our first winemaker for the first 10 vintages. And we've grown with this idea of making balanced, restrained, elegant wines that are great with food. So it goes back again to the, the food on the table and the wine in the glass at the table. And so then Farmstead grew into uh, 2009, Farmstead came about. And so we've seen this evolution for a family owned company now run day-to-day -day operations by Chris, their son, and growing thoughtfully, always with 
the idea of excellence through responsible farming. And it's a motto, but we do live it. We, everything we, we grow and plant, we plant organically. When we buy a new property, which we've done a couple of times recently, which has been exciting, we immediately convert to organic farming. And that's really important to us for the health of the land for today and tomorrow and for the products that come off that land. I was checking out the website and the, you've have built a, a pretty amazing team here of uh, the, the, you call them the artisans. Um, it's chefs and farmers and grape growers and all these, uh, all these different backgrounds coming together to create what Longmeadow does. Uh, how, how do all these different people work together to sort of you know, build the different products and offerings of uh, Longmeadow Ranch? That's a great question, and, and you hit on a, a great part, which I had not mentioned, which is it is a group of amazing people, both the heads of these departments, the artisans that you talk about, going all the way down to those that are working in the fields or in the restaurant or in the tasting room. And so collectively, we're all working together for this mission of creating great product. And there's a collaboration that exists, and particularly the one that's really interesting is the the combination, at least when it goes to the restaurant side, how closely they work with the, the farmers. And it's a process that's evolved over the last several years where we're really more in sync with each other and really doing great planning is what we're planting well, for the table. We're thinking about how we're working together. And the chefs are constantly working with the farmers about what's coming in a long-term plan of like thinking about tomatoes for the whole season, right? Planting them in a staggered way so they can get tomatoes both early and in the peak of the season and then late in the season. And then on the grape growing side, we're really blessed with these vineyards in a few different pockets of both Napa Valley and also in Anderson Valley over in Mendocino County. And so because of that, our team, our full-time team has a lot of area to, to work, but that also means they're staggering harvest times. So we're very proud of the fact that we've got a great full-time team. And that same team will also work in the olive growth because the olive harvest happens after uh, the grape harvest. So we've got that same team going in and working uh, the land. So it's really great from a, um, human resources, being able to, to work with a great team. And a lot of times people are working on their own, maybe or maybe small teams, but then collectively we all get to see the results of that uh, in the finished product in a variety of ways. And, and I think it's uh, the, the halls have built a great group of people that love what they do and are passionate about it just as much as they are. And now, um, along with everything that the winery is doing with the wine and the food and everything, you also have um, a bluegrass kind of festival-ish that, or I guess, would it be a festival or would it be a, ser- a bluegrass series? A series, yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about that and how that kind of came about. Sure. Um, just like you guys, we love music. Oh, yes. uh, we, love we, love, we love live music. Absolutely. It's a, it's a big, and, and I speak for myself individually, but also someone at Longmeadow Ranch, uh, that live music is a, is a wonderful thing. It feeds the soul. And to be able to combine that with you know, food and wine and in a community environment, it's pretty cool. So the Bluegrass Fed series, little play on our grass-fed beef, of course, <laughs> uh, really is a is a um, kind of really started with Chris Hall. And, and Chris, I was saying, who runs day-to-day operations for the whole company, loves music and found that it would be a great way to bring the community together by having a series 
of live music at Farmstead. And it's a small but awesome venue. And because we have so much going on between weddings and other events going on, we don't have a lot of dates. It's not a very long series. And it's sometimes, um, you know, it's not scheduled all the way out around, around the year. But when we get an opportunity, we sort of jump on it and we'll get some great music. Uh, we had a couple of things happen earlier in the year. The big one was July 4th uh, with Ben Morrison. But the last one of the season, it's, it's the sixth year we'll have it. It's the LMR All-Star Jazz Band, and it's, it's a big band, so it's not really in the bluegrass mm. uh, you know, strain, but Ted Hall is actually a, an incredible jazz trombone player, and he puts together this amazing all-star band, and they play at the end of the season. Um, this time it's, it's Sunday, um, October 6th at Farmstead, and it's a benefit series, and it's a great way to, to end the season of live music. And then occasionally we'll get a... a you know, a winter show. A couple of years ago, we had David Grisman play inside our, our barn, oh, you know, wow. a winter show, which is really cool. Another time we had leftover salmon play. So we'll get some fun bluegrass bands and then we'll end it with the, the big jazz band, um, which is a really important one for the family. And it's a fun day at Farmstead. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the Timothy Hall Foundation and um, what that's all about. Yeah, it's um, the... The foundation was started many years ago um, to honor Timothy Hall, who is Ted and Laddie's son, Chris's brother, who passed at a young age of an aneurysm. Mm. And he was really um, active in the arts and music and also agriculture, farming. And so this foundation, it's a giving foundation that gives back to organizations, mostly local, that support the things that he was passionate about from music programs to animal husbandry, um, other things in, in agriculture. And we then create a couple of opportunities throughout the year for ourselves to raise money for that foundation. So one of which is the benefit show, the, the LMR All-Star Big Band. And the other is the Live Fire Guest Chef series. Mm-hmm. And all of the profits from that go directly to the Timothy Hall Foundation as well. And so it's our way of sharing with our community a little more about us and our family and to contribute to a great organization. Wow. And so with that live um, fire series, uh, you have one coming up soon on August 16th, which is sold out with Cassidy uh, Dabney. Is that how you say her name? Yes, Cassidy Dabney from Blackberry Farm. Perfect. And then um, Howard Hanna is coming up on September 27th and tickets are still available for that one. Is that right? It is, yeah. Howard Hanna from the Riger in St. Louis. Okay. And he's coming out with a a farmer with him as well. And then Alice Waters will be there as a, as a guest of honor. Uh, she knows Howard very well and wow. has worked with him a lot. And she has a really cool um, the edible schoolyard project. So she'll be there as well. So it'll be a really fun way to close out the Live Fire series. And what's so cool about the series, it's – it basically like kind of is such a simple, awesome evening where chefs are collaborating. The visiting chef gets to work with our team and they basically get to raid our bounty of our, our garden and our and our and all of the things that we grow and produce and raise. And they'll take their ideas, what they do in their home, coupled with our bounty and the things that we have right here in season. And so together we'll put on a big feast on the lawn, community tables all set up where 
guests are watching the chefs finish the meal in the live fire stations uh, over on the side of the lawn. They're interacting with the chefs. They're hearing some stories, both from the Longmeadow Ranch culinary team and the guest chef. And they're, of course, enjoying Longmeadow Ranch wines that are paired throughout the evening. And so really it's a chance to unwind and it's a nice, long, relaxing evening. Starts out with a sunny you know, end of day, goes into the starry night, with the lights across the lawn. And it's just delicious and fun. Really looking forward to these last two. And there may be a chance we, we opened up a few more seats for Cassidy oh, wow. uh, for the Blackberry Farm dinner. We can uh, we can keep you posted. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds amazing. And how do you find um, the chefs that you want to partner with on these series? So it's a really it's a collaborative effort of our executive chef Stephen Barber and his relationships with chefs around the country, actually around the world. We've had some chefs uh, earlier this year. We had. Uh, a wonderful chef returned for a second live fire uh, from Stockholm in Sweden. Mm. So it's these relationships that we have that both Stephen Barber has as well as Chris Hall. And we often, because we travel a lot as both wine and culinary to do other events offsite. So we might do a pop-up in Stockholm or we'll do a pop-up in Nantucket or Aspen. And so through those collaborations that we do elsewhere, we build these strong relationships. So for example, with Blackberry Farm, we've worked with them several years ago at an event in Knoxville, Tennessee. And over the years, stayed in touch, see them at different events, and always talked about how we could collaborate together. And so it's wonderful to say, hey, come on out to Napa, stay stay at the chef's cabin and, and cook with us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a hard sell. <laughs> yeah, I bet not. <laughs> it sounds amazing. No, we've gone through this, and uh, I don't think we've really covered the wines at, uh, at Longmeadow Ranch. Uh, it looks like a pretty varied selection of, uh, uh, looks like a few reds, uh, white, and a rosé. What, uh, what uh, different uh, sure. varietals are you offering? Yeah, so um, we started in Napa Valley. That's where everything began. So that's been our core. So from the white wine in Napa Valley, our Sauvignon Blanc in Rutherford is our go-to. Crisp, refreshing, no oak real bright citrus. It's it's a perfect summer wine. And then also in Napa Valley, of course, Cabernet Sauvignon and Merlot from Napa Valley. And then we have a few single vineyard wines from our estate up in the mountains and also in Rutherford that are often uh, and mostly exclusive to our club members. Mm. Um, but what's cool about our, our range in Napa, it ranges from you know a $22 Sauvignon Blanc all the way up to over $100 for our reserve cab. But it's a nice spread. It's a nice easy, approachable spread in, in pricing um, and access. And like I said before, everything with the Lometer Ranch label is certified organically grown grapes from our estate. Um, that's part one. And the other part is that when we uh, bought a property in Anderson Valley back in 2015, we bought this incredible 69-acre vineyard up in Mendocino County that had been planted about 15, about 18 years before. So we walked into this wonderful vineyard with mature adolescent fruit and we started turning it organic and we've got, that's where we make our Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. So the Rosé of Pinot Noir, our Chardonnay Anderson Valley and our Pinot Noir. And we make a few really interesting wines, um, much smaller production that we, that really from different soil types on that vineyard. And those also are exclusive to our club or if you're at the restaurant, of course, or at the winery, you get to taste them. So 
that range has really ex extended uh, to a whole other style of wines. The same hallmark from a philosophy of elegance and balance is still there, but now we're talking about those Burgundian varietals. So it's really cool to have that as a another kind of expression of La Meta Ranch. And then finally, we then last year acquired the legendary Stony Hill Vineyard mm. up on Spring Mountain mm -hmm. in Napa Valley. And you know they started in 1952 with their first release of Chardonnay and Riesling. And we're talking about elegant, restrained Chardonnay with no new oak, so no, just real, and no malolactic fermentation. So we're talking about a elegant, restrained style of Chardonnay that we don't see too often. And they were doing that back in the 50s. And so that is now part of our family, um, all under Stony Hill Vineyard still, and, that, and that's not changing, but it's another kind of layer at, up to our growth uh, that people can experience. Now, you also do a, uh, a grappa as well, right? Which is, uh, that's also um, derived from grapes, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, you, it is the, the, the grappa, so it's a, it's a brandy, if you will. So you take the must of the wine, after you've made your wine, you take a must, and then you distill that. And you get, and, and without oak in it, it's a grappa, and the, the French call it mar, M-A-R-C. Um, so in the Italian, it's called grappa. So ours is grappa, and uh, it's unoaked, so it's clear, very strong. Uh, we make a tiny amount of it, and uh, it's a it's a fun after dinner, yet strong. Not for anyone who's driving, uh, <laughs> you know, de <de-de-stif. laughs> Very cool. Now, for people who uh, come out to the property, I know you do a um, estate experience at the the Mayakamas Estate. What what's involved with that? If uh, if people come out to visit, sure. So we have a couple of different experiences. So we have the Mayakamas Estate experience, which starts at Farmstead, and then we drive guests, usually a maximum of six people. So if you have a group of six, it's all yours and a private experience, uh, or two or four, you might mix with a couple other other couples. We drive you up to our estate. And you get to learn a little bit of the things we talked about today, a little bit of the history of La Meta Ranch. And you're, you're doing this all from the vantage point of being about 1,000 feet above the valley floor, looking out and learning a little about not only La Meta Ranch, but about the perspective of where we are in, in Napa Valley. And then we take guests into the winery. We conduct a really nice, elegant tasting right there in the working winery. So this was not built for a... Um, a hospitality environment. It's, it's actually a, a functioning small winery, so which also makes it exciting because some days you'll the winemaker will pass by. They'll be doing things right there. It's a small space, so you're in a sense interacting with that experience. And we'll take guests into the cave and show them the very um, kind of simple but kind of a little bit of awe to understand what how the cave is such a great place to age wine. And then we also take guests into the frantoio into the room where we make the olive oil. And they'll learn about tasting olive oil, they'll taste one, and all in, you're spending about two hours with us from start to finish, tasting through about six wines and the olive oil. And then we take you back to Farmstead. What's cool is those wines you're tasting are not the same wines you would taste if you just walked in to the general store for a tasting. So we separate those experiences to, to really differentiate that, right? We want people to have different experiences whenever they partake in Long Meadow Ranch. So the general store, there's no reservations needed. You can just pop in and have, you know, two different flights 
a flight of our those Napa Valley wines, the Anderson Valley wines I talked about. And then in the winery experience, you get to taste those really limited production wines that are typical, ju- typically just for the club. And then a totally different experience is now that we have the property in Anderson Valley, we opened up a tasting room in Philo. I don't know if you guys have been up to Philo, just past Boonville. Not yet. Uh, okay. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's such a great little area. Um, you've got Hendy Woods right there, this amazing you know, redwood forest uh, right by the apple farm there in Philo. And our tasting room is at the Madrones, which is this cool little uh, inn that we have a tasting room there. And it's a really lovely, uh, small little tasting room for, get, for visitors that are making their way either on their way to Mendocino or just a day trip up from Sonoma. Um, it's a great little spot. And that's a, a fun way to experience the Anderson Valley portion of Longmeadow Ranch. So, lots to check out at the winery, whether it's events or just going to the property itself. Now, if people want to check all this out, say they want to go to the the Chef Series and some of the music events, or even if they just want to uh, buy the wines, uh, where are the different places people should go to check out uh, any number of these things? Yeah, so like you guys start at the top of the show, easiest place is our website, longmeadowranch.com, and of course, social media. Um, You could follow us on Instagram, at longmeadowranch. And from there, you'll see a lot of the things we're doing. There'll be links to things that we post about. So if it's easy, you can go to Instagram or Facebook at Longmeadow Ranch or the website longmeadowranch.com and you then navigate your way around these different experiences. It might be eat and drink. It might be things to do. uh, It might be shop. And everything is there for you. Very cool. Now, we close out a very specific way here with everyone. So (laughs) we're going to put you in the hot seat for this one. All right, okay. so our question to you is, on a perfect evening at home, what would you pair with uh, food, wine, and music? What would be like your go-to for all the above? Okay, I like it. So I'm gonna go seasonal, because that's what we've got right now. So I'm thinking king salmon, mm. slow roasted or grilled. I love it when it's slow roasted, but grilled with a nice crispy skin. And I would pair that, depending on what I get from the market that day. Right now, it could be corn, there could be tomatoes, some fresh herbs, there could be some cucumbers involved. And just to, I'm going to finish that salmon with a really good extra virgin olive oil that will finish it and make those flavors resound and some fresh lemon. And I'm going to go to a different, I'm not gonna talk about Lomita Ranch wine right here, because, but I'll, 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 I'll give two things. I'll give the easy choice, which is our rosé. The Lomita Ranch rosé is an easy pick the summertime because it's such great acidity, and it, it just helps elevate every dish. It'll cut right into the fat, the richness of salmon. On the flip side of that, I will go to, um, to Italy. Mm-hmm. And in Italy, in the Alto Adige, Pinot Noir from that area, Pinot Nero, has a nice vibrancy and freshness and brightness that I love. Um, it's actually why I love our Pinot Noir uh, from Lumet Ranch, but I love that bright, bright freshness. So I think that's that's what I would do tonight. And what if the of- sun were shining in San Francisco, but it's, <laughs> it's cold and foggy. <laughs> and what kind of music would you be listening to? Oh yes, the music. So um, heavy in the rotation right now is Herbie Hancock, his first album, Taken Off. Mm-hmm. Um, classic from that, that Bebop Barry. He was just 22 when he, when he wrote that album and, and uh, recorded it. Um, 
that would be what's on tonight. Nice. All right. I love it. Sounds like a good night. Indeed. (laughs) It is Longmeadow Ranch. Be sure to check out the Live Fire Guest Chef series. There's a couple of them left and a few tickets if you hurry. Uh, You can check it out at longmeadowranch.com. And he, our guest has been Jeff Mizell. He is the VP of Brand Development out at Longmeadow Ranch. Jeff, thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you both very much. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thank you.